Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest fights to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. Uh, my name is Gary Bowen. Uh, I've been raising plot, plot hounds for probably 35 years now, maybe closer to 40. Uh, I started in the APA back in the probably in 1990, okay. and uh, uh, I met some of the main people that got me involved in it was Chester Johnson, Mr. Over Roberts, uh, Richard Hope, people like that. Uh, I uh, start coming, you know, I had plot dogs before then actually, but then I got serious when I start coming to the events. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, you know, it it just went from there, and then I. You know, worked at every event pretty much, and then I, they, people wanted me to be on the board, and I've been on the board for quite some time. Probably don't want my welcome out, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I try to, you know, we, we got a hard job as the board for the American Plot Association. So uh, that said, I mean, you know, we have to decide a lot of things, and, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, we try to get along about the decision some people don't always vote the same way and that's that's yeah. your that's 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 a good thing about an association and i i feel good with all the people i've worked with over the years and uh we just really need some new young people to get get involved you know mm-hmm. we uh we see a lot of youth that's in our, all of our events and i i love that i mean you know we that's what's wrong we're not getting a lot of the youth in 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 you know, interested in the hounds, you know, yeah. and uh, that's what it's all about, you know, to me. It's, uh, How many events do you guys have a year? Um, four, four five, five, five main events. We go to the Tennessee Bear Hunters Association Convention. Um, we go to the Wisconsin Bear Hunter Association Convention. Mm-hmm. We come up here to Virginia. Uh, we do breed days every year, third weekend of March, and then Gary puts on a Hog Bay Forest there in North Georgia at the end of April. So okay, five main events every year. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Do you, so then I guess that that answers my question. You guys don't have any coon hunts then? We do some night hunts. Uh, we've talked about doing some night hunts up here, but we do night hunts at breed days. It's I started in the APA. I think two thousand six. Two thousand six was the first breed days I ever went to. Two thousand six. Before you get too far, at least introduce yourself. My name is Heath Phillips. Okay. Um, Board of Director for the American Plot Association. Um, my first breed days was, I think, 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, me, along with uh, David Williams, and who's now the current president, and several other people, friends that come with us, you know, we've always been, if somebody needs help, we're going to jump right in and help, do whatever we need to do to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've really been helping, trying to help. Don't know how much help <laughs> I've been, but tried to help ever since. Um, and really, I mean, we've talked about it. Most people have talked about it. You know, it really, the associations, you know, the American Plot Association, the National Plot House Association, the NPHA, um, we all had to go through a serious transition, you know, 2010, 2012 range, where, um, you know, just the evolution of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we used to have live bear bays, live hog bays, yeah. so on and so forth. And with the evolution of time, things change. Yep. Some people don't like change. They're resistant to it. Um, but as associations, both us and the National Plothouse Association, we found ourselves having to learn how to adapt to the new age. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as far as the American Plot Association, um, we were not, we were actually an AKC, American Kennel Club affiliated organization okay. at the time. Didn't know um, and the American Kennel Club gave us basically, when they found out that we were having live bear bays and all this other stuff, they basically said, you know, it was with the change of the times, mm-hmm. you know, we don't really want to have that association with your club anymore. And we understood it wasn't any hard feelings. Um, they had to do what's best for their organization. Yeah. Um, whereas the National Plothouse Association was the, and which still is, the charter member for the United Kennel Club. Is that where APA started was for? The APA started in 19, Gary, you can help me, 1987. 86, 87. And really what started it was just a discrepancy. Um, it was a difference of opinion. Um, the, there were several people, John, Mr. John Jackson, Roy Stiles, uh, Chester Johnson. I mean, there were several of the original founding members that felt that the breed of the plot hound should include the buckskin mm-hmm. and the coloring. And that was, I mean, there were some, I mean, that was the big, that was the kind of the end starter. Okay. You know, that was what really set, they felt like they should, there should be a buckskin in the coloring for the confirmation shows. Okay. And that was omitted. Gary, you'll have to help me. It was omitted in the 50s, uh, it's, 60s. It's, yeah, it started back when, you know, back in the it's records as far back as in the 57, 8 range. 57, 58, somewhere. Like, yeah. Where, they're, you know, they're actually, like he said, that's, that's where it kind of parted ways, and that's when the American Plot Association was formed because we was a firm believer in the buckskin dog because it's mm-hmm. it's in the – you know, DNA testing, all I guess, didn't prove that they're buckskins in, in the breed. Yeah. Uh, so that's when it kind of, you know, parted ways, you know, not in a in a bad way, but, you know, that's when the American Plot Association was formed in the 85, six, six years. 86, 87, seven. somewhere. Mm-hmm. So. And then, um, but that was, but really, really, I mean, you had the National Plot Association, which, again, I know a lot of people in there, good, good, great organization. Um, try to do a lot for the plot dogs. Um, you know, they were the charter and, and still are the charter club for the United Kennel Club, UKC. And when you get up into, I mean, we had one event. The American Plot Association had one event a year. You had breed days. That was it. I mean, okay. you know, of course, this was all pre-before internet, so no, yeah. excuse me, no um, no websites or no yeah. anything like that. And um you get on up to where, you know, 2010, 2011, 2012 range when, you know, times changed um, and views on things changed and, and, you know, the clubs had to evolve. Um, both, you know, the American Plot Association and the National Plot Association had to evolve. You know, we couldn't have live bear bays. Mm-hmm. You, know, they, you know, we couldn't have all these events that we had relied on so heavily for our income Oh yeah. Over the years, and um, you know, at as a board, I wasn't on the board at the time, but my buddy, Mr. David Williams, was the president at the time when when that happened. Okay. And um, we sure. had a, we had a decision to make. I'm sure that was a rough time to be president. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it probably was. I mean, I've <laughs> been friends with him for twenty something years now, and and yeah, it was it was pretty rough. We had to you had to learn a new identity. You know, yeah. you had to learn. You know, the national. Plothouse Association had the, you know, they had the UKC charter, which is what most people, even today, most people, you know, mm-hmm. 
do, you know, for your night hunts, your coon hunts, your uh, bench shows, and so on and so forth. So they had that to kind of sustain them until they kind of figured a new identity out. Yeah. And we didn't have that because we were more big game oriented. Mm -hmm. Um, We had, you know, like Gary here, coon hunted most of his life, you know, was probably a more of a more known as a coon hunter up until the last few years, but last decade, I'd say about 10 years ago, I'd say. Um, But, um, you know, we had, we had to evolve, you know, and part of that evolution, you know, um, you know, we had our annual breed days event in uh, either Rock Hill or Gaffney, South Carolina, pretty much from 86 up until I think 2016, 2015, 2016 is when we finally moved it because we had, we realized, I mean, we were down, our numbers were down, our, our membership was abysmally low. Um, our attendance to our annual breed days event, we didn't do any other events. Um, that really, you know, bolstered our income and, you know, and everything. And so 2015, 2016, we decided to make the move to Greenville, Tennessee. Okay. Um, and under some severe opposition, but we, we decided to make the move. <laughs> That's an understatement. Yeah. Some severe opposition, we decided to make the move, and, and we realized that, you know, you've got mechanical – Bears, you know, um, and these races that we do, water races, grass races, drag races, field trials, so on and so forth. There's only so much interest in that. You know what I yeah. mean? It, people want to come and they conversate and tell stories and, and, and com- converse with people. And that's only going to go so far. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we started realizing, okay, we need to branch out. You know, we need to have more of an apparel line, you know, something okay. to bolster our income to help the club kind of adapt to the changing of the times Mm -hmm. and um you know we've you know started a website started a twitter page you know started you know kind of came into the new modern era Mm -hmm. um in in doing that um i think it was and gary you'll have to help me but i think it was somewhere in the 2017 2016 David, the uh, president currently, David Williams, and uh, our vice president at the time, Mr. Brian Smith out of Michigan, decided that they wanted to, you know, we had cut ties with the American Kennel Club back around 2007, 2008, um, and we had been dealing with um, the World Tree, World, Dog, World Tree Asso- Dog Association, Association yeah. Yeah. up until that time, and... Um, we realized that there wasn't really the fall. It's not as known of a, no. a registry as what most people would do. Everybody still UKC registered their dogs. And, mm-hmm. you know, we literally go, I mean, I'm the same way. I go by the question of, well, we'd always been told, you know, you couldn't be anything with the UKC because that was the MPHA's domain. Yeah. But we went by the rule of, well, what's it going to hurt to ask? I mean, yeah. what's the worst they can tell us? Ow. No. <laughs> so um, David and, and, and Brian Smith, they got on a plane, or Brian drove down. He lives in Michigan. He lives up in the UP. And they met and went down to Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yeah. Um, me and Dave were actually on a commercial working job in Augusta, Georgia at the time. He flew from Augusta, Georgia to Michigan and then flew back <laughs> um, and had a meeting with UKC and said, um, 
couple questions. One, uh, what's it going to take for us to get the breed standard updated to the new? Everything's changing. Everything mm-hmm. we've got new genetic technology that shows yeah. the buckskin is supposed to be in here. Mm-hmm. You know, what's it going to take for us to get this taken care of? Um, and oh, by the way, uh, we'd like to put a few of you events on while we we're at it. Mm-hmm. And they said, "Oh, all you had to do was ask." <laughs> so. Um, Actually, David Williams, I don't know if a lot of people know this, um, he was actually the individual that wrote the new UKC breed standard for the plot hound. Okay. Um, So he, I don't know a lot of people knew that, but he actually, the UKC said, can you submit us a breed standard? And he basically copied at the time the, um, you know, the APA's breed standard. Okay. And few tweaks here and there and sent it to them and that's the new accepted ukc breed standard that and we what have. year did the ukc start accepting the bucks was that like 2017 2018 16 somewhere in there seven 17, 17. i think yeah because okay. i had one that i couldn't register because it was born in the year pre-year before mm-hmm. it happened so, yeah okay. i think yeah 2017 that sounds right it's yeah. somewhere right in there mm-hmm. and we started doing ukc events at that time we moved you know, to Tennessee for our breed days event. And mm-hmm. we started, you know, having a, I, I've got pictures. We started out with just a couple of t-shirts and sweatshirts and it's kind of exploded into a, kind of a monster now <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, but I mean, it, we had to adapt because, you know, up until we lost the live animals, yeah, those events involving a dog was probably 80 to 90% of our income. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you just rip the rug right out from under us, mm-hmm. um, and we had to figure out how to evolve. Well, your people aren't going to pay, you know. Not, I mean, a lot of people aren't going to come to turn their dog. I mean, yeah, they might come to support the club, but you know, not the numbers that you were getting. Yeah, for a live bear, for a mechanical bear. Yeah. So, but. I mean, last year, I, we looked up the numbers just for this, I mean, breed days. I mean, I think it was 46% of our income now is based on merchandise. Oh, wow. And we've went from 80%, 90% of our events involving a dog being our income, mm-hmm. you know, a decade ago to last year it was less than 20%. Well, that's good you know, that you guys diversified. Yeah, like you got to yeah, you gotta adapt. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the fact that the vice president over here is – not said a word. Well, these two have a lot more history with APA than I do. Um, I started attending Breed Days in 2017. And who are you again? I'm Katie Woodward. <laughs> I'm you. the vice president of APA for 2022, 2023. Last two years. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I attended my first Breed Days in 2017, and I've been going ever since. Um, I started helping them with the show part, and we had our first UKC-licensed bench show in 2020. And it's really growing. I think we had over 20 dogs each day this year. Wow. And we have a show every day. Mm-hmm. So, And then at our Dixie Classic, the last two years, we've started a Coonhound specialty. So it's growing. Which is that's where we're at. We're at the Dixie Classic here. <clears throat> and this event... It's been going on for how many years now? 
since 2018. Okay. And I'm, I've been, I think, every year except for the first year. And it's definitely grown a lot. It really has. It yeah. is. It is. And I, I want to not interrupt Katie, but I want to give her props. And on the UKC bench show, she does an outstanding job. That's why it's doing so good is because she's taking care of it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and the, she's integral. I mean, that's yes. that's the next stage in our evolution as a club and, and as an organization. And, and, and our UKC coon hunts are actually doing well at Greenville, Tennessee. I mean, they okay. the first year was kind of, you know, it, it was a great, good participation. Mm-hmm. The next year was better. This last year was just, uh, I mean, everybody is really, you know, pleased with it. They're, they're you know, people are asking about it. I know some of some clubs are having some, you know, at the proper distance away. Mm-hmm. They don't come, but I mean, we've really grown in that part. But the bench show is just really doing great. Oh. Awesome. Then this yeah. year, kind of, you know, where we have it's kind of mountainous. A lot of coon hunters say, "Oh, well, you can't coon hunt in the mountains <laughs> yeah. and this, that, and the other." We had a had a cast one. I think it's Friday night. It was five seventy five plus. They treat three coons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's good. No matter where you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and those uh, those guys. I know those guys. They've got exceptional hounds. Um, but you know, like Gary was saying, Miss Katie's been integral. She's just been invaluable to our organization. Um, for years, the American Plot Association has kind of been synonymous with big game hunting. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's it's kind of been the unspoken rule. The MPHAs for coon hunters and bench show specialty people. But if you're a big game hunter, you go to the APA. Well, okay. that's not really the case. They support big game hunters just like we support coon hunters and, mm-hmm. and bench show people. But, you know, myself. And, Sometimes those old stereotypes yeah, are break. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah. myself yeah. and, you know, I, most everyone on the board is big. Ga- I mean, that's what we do with our hounds. We big mm-hmm. game hunt them. So that's what we're going to – that's our cup of tea. Yeah, I understand. Um, I, before she, I mean, I, I called her 500 times. Katie, what, uh, 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 I bet she asked some of the most retarded questions that she's ever heard. But Heath always has, like, <clears throat> great ideas. And he looks outside the box, like, with prizes and everything. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't like doing the same thing twice. Okay. You get in a rut, you know, you want to change it up. It, you got to try to figure out something to make it better. See, a lot of people... When something works, they don't change it. So yeah. then, then they, they just keep, keep doing, doing the same thing. Yeah. So repetitive I mean, all the time. That's, so that's really good that you're constantly wanting to change things and make. Yeah, it I mean that's what we need. I mean, you know, I didn't. I, I'm this is my, I'm finishing the year. This will be, my, you know, I'm gonna take a little bit of a break um, from the board. Anyway, I'll still help, but you know, we need people mm-hmm. like that. You know, we need new directors that come up with ideas that I may. I mean, somebody, you know, there's a lot of people out there going to come up with a lot better ideas than I got. You know, um, we need those people. Yeah. You know, we need people to help us because that's the next phase in our evolution as a club. Um, You know, we need to start because first and foremost, as, as as a plot enthusiast, you know, we need, we support plot dogs. Doesn't, she likes to bench show her dogs. Mm -hmm. That doesn't, he likes to coon hunt his dogs. I like to bear hunt my dogs doesn't make her dogs or his dogs or my dogs any less important to the plot breed. Mm-hmm. So the next phase in our evolution as a club is getting into the confirmation style shows, the bench shows, mm-hmm. you know, try to get up maybe hopefully possibly get a Purina points 
hunt or something tied in with the APA at some point in time. Okay. Um, night hunts, stuff like that, because that's that's our next phase in our evolution. That's how we make our club grow. That's how we get better and better and better. And that's what you got to keep doing. You got to keep evolving. And and I mean, I, uh, you know, I've never brought it before the board, but this year was kind of the probably the I'd say the top year of this one question that everybody asked me. I kind of live halfway between the mountains and the coast. So we lost a lot of coastal guys that when we had the live events. Mm -hmm. So they just don't come. And they've been asking, several guys have been asking about an event closer to the coast, you know, something, you know, so they could come back and, you know, just, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like he said, you know, when when it got down to three, four hundred people at uh, when we was at Hickory Grove, South Carolina, it just – when they made the move, I mean, I, I, I mean, I wasn't totally against it, but I said, "Wow, I just, I didn't, I was afraid of the move, not really against it." You know, yeah. the first year. Do you remember how many we had the first year we moved it? Yeah. Uh, For the last year we were at Hickory Grove, the last year we were in South Carolina, we had three hundred and twenty to three hundred and fifty people. It was like for that. the whole weekend. Yeah. And I, the first year we moved to Greenville. We had over 1,100 yeah. in one year. Just one year, just moving the venue. Yeah. I mean, almost 800 more people. Yeah. It's just, ideal. Yeah. It's I mean, it's a beautiful spot. place. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, I, I mean, you can't ask for no better place than mm-hmm. where we're at now. I mean, uh, really, because everybody seems to be, it's a centralized location. Yeah. Uh, everybody loves it. I mean, it's, it's just a great, great place, you know. A lot of people even make a vacation out of it, like mm-hmm. go yeah. the whole weekend. Like go to Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, and yeah. then come to the event for the weekend. Because it's not that far from there, no, is it? Not at all. Like an hour. Uh, yeah, probably. That's um, there's a back. You can go take seventy, get the back way through Newport. Probably hour, hour and fifteen minutes, probably to Pigeon Forge. Nice. Um, and of course, Pigeon Forge is the gateway to the Smokies. Mm-hmm. Go see Miss Dolly Parton. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was telling the lady out there a minute ago. There's two things in Tennessee you don't mess with: Smoky. And Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> She's leading a pretty blue tick out there. Uh-huh. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I, I really like the, the the focus that we're on now and where we're headed. You know, yeah. I mean, I know it's – I've been on the board for a long time, and, I mean, I, I, I've seen a lot of different changes. And here lately it's been a lot for the better. You know what I mean? It's, you know – when David come on, Heath, all them, you know, you know, we just can't, you know, they've been all over mm-hmm. everywhere. I mean, heck, it, it, you know, they put a lot of miles. In on. the last yeah. two weeks, I was at Breed Days, then to Wisconsin, then back to Tennessee, and then up here, back up here again. So, yeah, you know, miles on, that's for sure. It, it's a, it's a, it's a job beyond your other job. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and then, you know, I've kind of. Pretty much you know, like they've done. They've dedicated their life. I mean, <laughs> just about when they're not working, you know, they're thinking about something about the, you know, plot association. So, well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to say this, and, 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 you know, maybe he'll hear me say this, but I, I'm pretty sure anybody that's been around him knows, you know, the real reason the APA is what it is today and we've survived that transition phase is David Williams. Mm-hmm. I mean, hands down. He's been – if it wasn't for David Williams, I don't know, I don't know where the, I don't know where the club would be right now. Yeah, I mean, you got to, you know, have that open mind about it to where you're going, 
Uh, and like I said, I you know this is one of the closest events I get to drive to is this uh, Dixie Classic in in Virginia. Same for me. That's <laughs> I'm, I'm this is the closest here. one I get. Most of them are six hours plus, you know. Yeah. So I'll trade you. Uh, I just drove sixteen the other day. Uh, from I, I know. I know. <laughs> and of course, Sarah. You know, we can't no. forget to mention Sarah uh, and her crew. Our treasurer, Sarah Miner. Um, she's. Um, She's just her, her, and her small army. <laughs> she, yes, brings she, with she, her. she brings the army Most with the her. They bring two vehicles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it's. Uh, I think it, there's there's just two of them. They're driving to this event today. I mean, they're it's fourteen hours. Jeez. You know, yeah. so her husband went to work and worked half a day at work, and then they're not going to be in here till three or four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and then come do the events <laughs> at seven. So that's dedication. So <laughs> I mean, yeah. and then they're taking. Uh, we've got our own website, the American Pot Association dot com, that we sell our merchandise: t shirts, sweatshirts, hats, memberships, um, all kinds of new apparel. New is apparel. not going to disappoint. It's no, we've, we've got some new apparel that's coming out right now. Um, it uh, we didn't have uh, enough low stock to bring it out in breed days <laughs> like we did so we got we had to sell some stuff down but uh we decided to release it here at dixie classic and it'll be on our website uh it's opening uh monday april 10th it'll be nice. back up and running so you'll be able to order it and we'll ship it to you anywhere and uh Heck, we ship to Canada. <laughs> I mean, go. we'll ship to Switzerland. <laughs> yeah, we ship everywhere. <laughs> we ship everywhere. I, we've shipped some stuff to Greece. I mean, it. Wow. Um, yeah, we've we've uh, we've got quite a membership. We've got guys in Switzerland, Greece. I would say, out of all the ha the coonhound breeds, the plot's probably one of the most diverse in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. um, we've personally shipped dogs. I mean, Dave delivered some of our puppies to. Uh, and went made a family vacation of it and took them to Greece. Um, I mean, we've had dogs go to Switzerland, Denmark, um, of course, all over the U.S., Canada. Mm -hmm. I know some buddies that ship some to Japan. That was interesting. Um, I've got one buddy of mine who's got a video of his dogs treeing a jaguar in wow. South America. That's awesome. Um, another buddy of mine's got uh, some tree in. I want to say a cheetah, uh, not a cheetah, it's some, not a jack, leopard, leopard mm -hmm. uh, in South Africa. Nice. So, um, you know, there's plot dogs all over the world. Yep. Um, doing what they do best, and that's catching game. That's so right. w what's the next event after, so this is the Dixie Classic. We're in Orange County Coon Hunters, which is in, what's Rapidan, Virginia. Rapidan, Virginia. Yeah. And then what's next? The next one will be in Hartwell, Georgia, uh, and that's the North Georgia Roundup, what we call that. Okay. And that's in Hartwell, Georgia at the end of the month. That's a hog bay, right? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Hog bay. Them uh, boys get serious down there yeah. at hog bay now. <laughs> Never <laughs> seen it. Serious. That's a – It's something to watch. Something to watch. It's mm -hmm. something to watch. They get serious uh, we got it. a lot of plot dogs come. We have open events down there too, so open to anything. We have all plot. Uh, it's – it's just <laughs> you get to see some top shelf it, bay dogs. It, it, top it, shelf it, now. It, it's no joke. I mean, uh, oh, them guys uh, get serious with it, man. You know, when you can watch a dog bay a perfect score eight minutes, that's that's wow. amazing. Yeah, I mean, and I mean they break some ties. I've seen it go to mm -hmm. ten and twelve minutes. Oh wow! And, I think the last time I was down there, yeah. Gary was in that lot and they was baying dogs at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> they was they started at night or eight thirty. Eight thirty. Eight thirty in the morning. Two o'clock that next morning. 
they were still laying dogs. They got lights in the pen. We don't start cutting it off now. We got, we got a cut off now at 3 o'clock, but that's not helping us much. But, I mean, we get about two hours of sleep, and then we back at it again, you know. So, uh, But, yeah, I mean, it, and it's a gentleman that's got uh, no license, you know, bay pen there. So they are catching a lot of grief, you know, from oh, yeah, I'm sure. the antis, you know. But it's everywhere. So, yeah. and, I mean, I just say that, you know, we got to – we got a real large membership now. I mean, our membership has grown quite a bit. Uh, That's good. And uh, and it's uh, it's just been everything is just. I mean, it's, you just couldn't ask for it to be no better, you know, because, uh, I mean, like he said, you know, one event a year. That's it. You know what we used to have, and now we branched out to four, and you know, really five with the. Tennessee Barons, you know, and they come up there and they support us real, you know, at breed days quite a bit. I mean, they help us a lot. Oh. Good. And I think that's the nice thing. They're, the events are so diverse. Like, mm-hmm. it's yeah. something for everybody. Yeah, definitely. Well, I need one good story before we wrap this up because I know it's getting late. You guys got an early morning, so I don't want to hold you too long. But I need, we need a good story. Why does everybody look at me? Because <laughs> you're the one with the good stories. Uh, <laughs> oh, a good you know, we're, story. We're going to sit here and brag on these plot dogs. Uh, Tell us a good, good plot dog story, story. A good story. Well, I got a quick one on a coon dog. So I take this young man out. And uh, like I said, I mean, I, I started off with coon dogs. Uh, we get a few bear around home, and my coon dogs are converting over to bear. So every time I turn them loose, I'm – Running more bear than I am coon, so I'm good with that. So, but uh, I had a dog actually off a, a Pocahontas plot bred dog, which is Mr. Eugene Walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saved the dog from a gentleman that was mistreating him pretty bad. I took him, uh, and I uh, the gentleman was there. Uh, his name he's passed away now, Mr. Jack Farley. He said, "I want you to take that dog. And I want you to hunt him for one solid month every night." hunt him 30 days and then come back and see me we're gonna have breakfast at my mother's house on sunday i said yes sir so i did i come back he said well, what you done done i said i done treat 54 coons with that dog in 30 days and he always told me to when i when i treat the coon is make sure if it was a bad night and we didn't treat anything keep on hunting until i treat one then go home so i did so i took his young man he was getting interested in the hunting so i took him and uh, his name was Rush, R-U-S-H. And, I mean, when he come out of the box, he was gone, like a, to me, like a walker <laughs> dog, you know. So the young guy went, and I explained to him what was going on. And he, he ended up now, he's been, been coon hunting ever since that day and had some outstanding dogs since there that night. Go. So we're going down the dog strikes and goes in the trees. And I know people are going to think I'm lying about this. But he peels to the left, sets, and he got a beautiful locate voice. He located and set and treat. I said, I was explaining to the young man that. I said, this is the way it is and what he's done. So we start to him. And just like that, he made me into a liar. I said, <laughs> stop, come off of a tree. Mm-hmm. So he opens again and locates again about 100 yards in like a V. He locates just as beautiful. I said, maybe he wasn't so too sure. <laughs> Go down there, start to him. He shuts up again. He locates again. I get down there, and that dog had run a track, and it was 
the coons were rutting at the time, and them two coons forked right and left, and that dog treed both of them coons, and he was running from tree to tree, <laughs> showing me where both of those coons were. <laughs> and that guy said, and I'm like, he said, does this happen often? I had to tell the young man the truth. I said, no, sir, this doesn't happen <laughs> exactly. often. That I've been coon hunting all my life. I've never seen that before. And and he had the coon at both trees. Mm-hmm. And uh, I couldn't understand why he kept locating and would come back on the track. And you could tell he would come back to me and then run a track, come back. And he just thought that was the coolest thing. And he went straight from that. And he, I got to put him in with some people. And he ended up buying him a plot dog and turned it into a nice coon hound. He'd been head plots ever since. Great so deal. <laughs> they, uh, I'll tell you, you told a coon story. I'll tell you a good bear story. Um. I got a buddy of mine. I'm not going to name names, but uh, he's going to know when he hears this. But uh, for years, we could, all of us, most of the guys I hunt with, big-time plot men, everybody's got some just top-shelf plot dogs. And uh, he's got the one guy that uh, just decided he's going to have walkers. Mm-hmm. I guess just to be different. <laughs> of course, we, we give him pretty hard time about having walkers. Um, sure. So um, – I'm hunting, and I'm, I, I'll free cast my dogs. We don't, in Tennessee, we don't hunt over bait. You know, if you can't strike one from a road, you kind of got to put a little shoe leather in, a little Cadillac Express action. Yep. So I'm walking down this trail. I'm leading two dogs. I've got our best dog. She's Cascade bred dog. Goes uh, back to some Hoyt Dillingham stuff and um, some old-time Cascade lines. Got a little bit of Jerry Gosnell. uh little girl in there um out of his trouble and becky dog but uh she's real good hound i mean just top shelf hound got an amazing nose i honestly don't know how cold her nose is i've seen her trail 24 plus hour old tracks she's just unbelievable um she struck and she started trailing around inside the ridge and um it was so cold, the other two dogs I had couldn't take it with her. Mm-hmm. I hollered everybody and said, hey, you know, Julie's got one going around the side of the ridge. You know, we were hunting. Um, we do a lot of uh, hunts for um, falling outdoors for wound, or for veterans, mm-hmm. um, Gold Star families. Um, okay. And we had a veteran that day. That was going to be a veteran's bear if we could get it up. Well, um, she trailed. I don't know, it was a couple of hours she trailed it. And a uh, buddy of mine's son, a real boy, really get through the mountains. He had, uh, he's got a real good plot dog too. Don't, don't let him fool you. That's his best dog. He just, he refuses to admit it. But he had, uh, his walker had that real good plot dog of his. He got up there and he packed some dog. Julia jumped the bear. She had her, she had the bear jumped and he packed that walker dog and called him recon, packed his plot dog he calls Hammer. And uh, they start going up the ridge. They're right there on the buyer. He's a good buyer, about 200 pounds. Well, you can watch on GPS. I'm sitting there. That holler goes way back up through there, about three-quarters of a mile. I'm watching on GPS, and I see him start to make this really steep pull, and dogs just turn straight downhill. I know they're looking at the buyer. Well, we've been giving my buddy a hard time about this recon dog. One, he don't ever, ever shut up. And two, we always make fun of him because it's a walker. So, man, we've told you a hundred times, you don't put a cheerleader in a football game. <laughs> so here come, they come right back down the holler. They're getting closer. I'm standing at the mouth of the holler with my two other dogs I had. They're just, 
I mean, just prancing. They're just chomping at the bit to, to go after this bear. And they get down to about three or 400 yards. You know, you can hear them real good, and I'm doing my best to keep them quiet, you know, you know, hushing them and everything. Well, Julie and Hammer just kind of pull up out of the creek about 300 yards from me and pull treat. Recon comes right down the creek to me, looks up at me when it gets to me, and gives me that look of, hey, man, we need more plot dogs in here. This thing's mean. This ain't a walker bar. This is a plot bar. Could you turn them plots loose and help me out a little bit, man? I said, buddy, ain't no problem. I'll turn these plot dogs loose. And we'll, we'll, you just stay here with me. It'll be all right. So I turned the two I had loose. They went right up there and set into, set into tree. And I started going up the creek to them, you know. Well, the bear come out, um, killed it on the ground. And when we got to him and the bear's dead, the walker dog decided to go back up there and give a little Me Too action. Hey, Me Too, man. Me Too, I was here too. <laughs> so we told him the story. Of course, he, he didn't believe us. He thought we was making it up about his dog, which I really wasn't. So we decided we'd play a little practical joke. So uh, that was towards the end of that hunt. We finished that hunt out. Next hunt was right around the 1st of November. And uh, that was early October. So early, it's first November, Halloween, of course, Halloween. Everybody's got these <laughs> real fancy Halloween costumes for their kids or their dogs. <laughs> so we sneak out one morning. We stay at his house. We sneak out one morning early, keep all the dogs quiet. We get old recon out. And we he is a male dog, by the way. <laughs> and we had uh, strategically went by a Halloween store, and bought a cheerleader costume. Of course, they didn't have a cheerleader costume. All they had was a ballerina costume. So we put a ballerina tutu and a few other little frills and dressings on that walker dog. And we went back in the house. So he comes out in the morning. We made sure he was the first one. Everybody's standing there watching. Everybody knows what's going on. Standing there watching, he goes and turns his dogs loose. You know, he's got a little chain link spot. He lets them, you know, empty out before he loads them and collars them up for the day. He walks over, and here comes old Recon, stand on the gate with his ballerina tutu. <laughs> I said, uh, buddy, uh, I believe you got cheerleader right there getting ready to go into the football game. I ain't never seen somebody so mad in my life. He was furious <laughs> that we had put a cheerleader costume on his prize walker dog. <laughs> Too funny. But there's your bear story for you. <laughs> well, if you, got, you guys don't have anything else, we'll wrap this thing up for tonight. Okay. Like I said, tomorrow seems Katie, like it's going to be a Katie, busy you're day. you're not going to talk no more? What? She's shy. I asked her if she was talking, and she said, no, he's got this. <laughs> I said, he's got it. <laughs> I don't know why everybody's scared of talking. I, just, I ain't never had no problem with it. As, as uh, my buddies say, I got the gift of gab. <laughs> been just blessed. Oh, yeah. You got, the P, you, got, you got the PG version tonight, though. Well, that's good. So, all right. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank yep. you. Thank you. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tree Talking Media. And until next time, keep them talking in the timber.